All right, welcome everybody to another episode of 21 Going On 77. I am one of your co-hosts, the vet of the duo, Dwight at 517-2214. Joined again, as I am every week, with the young prodigy, uh, the, the Kobe to my shack, young SJ at SJ Basketball 8. Um, how you feeling this week, fam? I know we, we, we had last week, you had last week off, but, uh, life treating you all right? It got kind of busy on you again? Yeah, basically, um, my break ended and I was not prepared for it to end and everything kind of is kind of like floodgates opened. Um, so yes, everyone can yell at me for, um, the pod being late this week. It's my fault, but, um, I'm here doing all right and um can't complain too much so there you go all right we we can't blame you you out there achieving excellence so this this pot will be okay and uh your boy over here enjoying my not not having to work for another oof i got 12 more days 12 more days so i'm i'm relishing it i'm my my ass been playing video games like like a child here lately and i have been enjoying it straight up but y'all didn't come here for that so we're gonna jump into uh this quality basketball content um we'll start general is we're not going to talk about a specific team we're going to talk about a guy and I- i've kind of mentioned this topic before but we have like <laughs> he basically gave us a, a gold mine of of this i guess a topic of a to discuss and we're going to talk about mr bradley bill off in washington sj uh i don't know if anyone's seen the clip i'll actually i'll link it in the uh show notes but sj do you want to describe the interview he gave last night about what the washington wizards need yes i can describe that interview so um i saw it this morning and i was like bradley bill is not serious because first of all okay so I don't know if you guys know, but I have this list. Um, it's like this running list of, you know, players that I like hate on or have an agenda to like push against. Um, mind you, it's just a fun little list. It's not obviously I don't know these players in person, so I don't hate them personally. It's just, you know, within the realm of the NBA. So um, Bradley Beal was one of the most recent <laughs> additions to this list. Uh, you guys might know some people on the list. Embiid, um, Paul George, Christian Wood and Bradley Beal um that's like Jeremy Grant is creeping his way into the list but um that's kind of like the extent of the list and so I you know push my agenda against Beal but speaking like objectively right now that clip that that it wasn't I won't say it was an interview because he was a guest like panelist on a you know post-game show for the Wizards why was he there that's my number one question like I get you're the franchise but you're an active player like yes you're hurt um you're out for the season you're not playing but you're an active player it's not like you're a former player this is not like um fucking Vince Carter who like adopted like the Atlanta you know like market he's an announcer there he's on the post this is not that kind of situation where he retired and adopted you're still playing and you're giving post-game interviews he said in the interview that um or in the post-game talk he basically said that um the Wizards they had just lost to the Houston Rockets mind you who is 
who are terrible. They're awful. Active, um, actively tanking. Yes, Christian Wood had almost 40 points. This is how you know, like, this game was just so fake. We're in a fake universe. But um, they lost, and Bradley Beal was basically giving his reasons why as to why they think they lost and how the team can be better. Um, and he wasn't speaking in the realm of how this current group can get better. He was giving his wish list <laughs> of what he'd like to see from the team. Like, we're in the offseason. He said... The Washington Wizards need bigger guards. Mind you, he's a 6'3 shooting guard. Let's start there. But he said the team needs bigger guards, guards that can get into the paint. Um, his words, he said, can get two feet into the paint. And he said they need more shooting because all year, he said the shooting has been horrend horrendous. Mind you, he used the word horrendous too. Mind you, Bradley Beal is shooting 30% from three on the season. Let's also add that too. He said the shooting's horrendous. They got short guards. He said, and he even gave a scenario. He said, if I'm coming off a pin down and the, the man in the corner, his guy's helping, he usually gets me to pass. His man is helping. He said, it's just a one quick pass back to the guy in the corner. But he said, because they can't shoot, that pass is meaningless. He's giving examples. So to me, that's insane. And when you look at the quotes, like, it's a lot of Wizards fans that they just do not, they don't want Bradley Beal in the city anymore. And it's crazy because um, I saw a tweet. Um, there's this meme running around where it's like, uh, guy, I don't know if you guys seen the meme. It's like a muscular looking guy and then a guy that's quote unquote like ugly. And it's like, um, they both saying the same phrase that you look pretty, but to the muscular guy that's flirting and to the ugly guy's harassment. So yeah. someone do that for um, Beal and Dame. <laughs> it's like Dame being loyal to his city is the flirting and Beal being loyal to Washington is the harassment. And like, that is just so perfect. I thought it was so perfect. Okay, I, I haven't seen, I know the meme, but I haven't seen that. That shit's uh, I wish I could see, I just thought in passing. No, I no I that shit's hilarious because it's so appropriate. It is so appropriate because it's like, I get it too. Beal is not as good as Dame. You know, we can discuss, yeah. you know, Dame's, you know, production, all that, but Beal can't touch Dame. So it's like you have a guy who's like not that great, <laughs> you know, like he's a good player, but if we're comparing him to his peers, he is no comparison. It's no comparison, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, and he's trying to be like this franchise guy, but you're not really a franchise guy. I know you can make the argument for Dame, like, oh, Dame can't be a number one on a championship team, but Dame can be a number one on a damn good team and have some success like he's, he's proven it yeah he's went to the western conference finals as the best player on his team uh, like that he, he's done it bradley bill has not done any of that <laughs> like not even close as the best player on his team the only thing he has done as the best player like clear cup best player on his team is fucking flame out in the first round like they got an eight seed with a losing record and they lost. <laughs> that, that is the biggest accomplishment for Bradley Beal. And I'm not even trying to hate, but it's just like he wants to be loyal, you know, the team I drafted and all this stuff. And I know there's like, you know, money involved with, you know, his contract. He's eligible for that, you know, Supermax, you know, because of, um, you know, years sign. I think he's about 10 years, 10 years. So um, he, you know, is eligible for the money. And who's going to turn out that money? He loves the area. His family's here. His family loves the area. Hey, hey, DC is nice, especially for. Yeah, it's a nice it's, ass it's area. It's a nice place. It really especially is. Especially if you have money to live there, yeah. one of the richest, um, you know, you know, states. They're 
it's to live at, but Bradley Beal's not hurting for money. So, yeah, like, it's nice. they, it's a, I get it. I completely get it. But at the same time, it's like, damn, your loyalty is actually pigeonholing like your team. Yeah. And then what I've seen from his fans, because that's the thing, like, I can speak as an outsider, but I'm just, just talking. I'm really just talking. Like, I don't really care about the Wizards. I have no attachment to the Wizards. Like, the Wizards are not in the same conference as my Mavericks. Um, They are as my Cavs, but they're at the bottom. <laughs> like, you know, the Wizards aren't affecting me or my teams however um I do look at like Wizards fans and what they're saying and I know a couple fans don't represent like the entire fan base but like a good amount of like I've been noticing this recently that I thought it was all good like they love Beal you know he's the franchise guy he's the guy that wants to stay no they want him to go because they think I've seen a lot of it like they're saying he has like LeBron type power within the organization but obviously he's not as good as LeBron and he's actually holding them back so it's the fact that a guy can go on you know TV an active player and talk about his team talk about what they need and what is not working for them and all that can just do that it's like Brad please have some self-awareness because a lot of the things he was describing in the video especially this season he is a part of the problem too you're talking about small guards granted Beal can get in the paint at will um, but he's still a small guard, 6'3 at the shooting guard position. And I do not want Bradley Beal running my point guard position, period. <laughs> so small guard, you're talking about shooting. You're, you were in a horrible, horrible, I don't even want to call it slump because it was basically the, like a good portion of the season. But like he was not playing his best. And to me, in a season where you're not playing your best, um, you're hurt you know, out for the entire season, can't even help your team make that plane push. You're kind of like, I want to say he was berating them, but you're, you know, harping on issues that the team has um, and talking about what they need to get and all that. That's insane to me, especially considering the fact that, like, as many people have pointed out, um, you know, our good friend Glenn has pointed out, he was describing Spencer Dinwiddie <laughs> and that, um, yeah. maybe not the part, but like, you're talking about a big guard, and I don't know if that was intentional because some of these players aren't stupid, especially when they do media. Um, granted, I don't know if he meant it specifically about Spencer Dinwiddie. I thought he was just talking in general, but still, you talked about a big guard that can get into the paint, and he said um, get two feet in the paint. That was interesting to me because Spencer also used similar words, you know, get two feet in the paint when he got here, talking about what his role for the Mavericks. So it's like, I just don't understand. You had what you were talking about. It didn't work out for a variety of reasons. You can blame Spencer. You can blame Beal. You can blame all these people. But, like, you didn't give it a chance. And um, and Beal, to me, it was interesting that he said that because if Beal did not want Spencer to, like, get traded, Spencer would have not been traded. Sure would not. Period. He would have still been there. So, at, so you can – people are saying, oh, Spencer wasn't that great anyway. But, like – Bill did not have the patience to see it through anyway. Bill probably was one of like was one of the guys like obviously it said you know Spencer wasn't you know a, a huge people weren't huge fans of him in the locker room either but like still as a leader it's your job Bill to work that shit out. <laughs> you know especially if you want him to stick around. You you got to work it out. And I, I, like I said I don't know the internal details about all that but it's clear to me that he did not have the patience to want to work that out. And yeah, now you guys are stuck with, um, I don't even want to say stuck with, but now you, I mean, you have Porzingis and I told myself I wasn't going to 
you know, bring him up and I'm not going to talk about him in this entire situation because, you know, it's not about him. Um, I'm talking about Beal and the Wizards specifically. Um, and people got mad because I wanted to make a little jokey joke <laughs> on my timeline about it. What I condemn is people, um, if you're going into like that Chase Hughes guy, like going into his mentions when he's talking about um, the injury reports for the Wizards, you're, you know, searching Porzingis' name to you know berate wizards fans that's weird <laughs> that's the obsessive weird behavior me making a joke on my timeline <laughs> saying you know nonsense that's not like obsessive behavior but whatever that's besides the point but you know Beal has Porzingis now and to me he has to focus on you know what they can get better <laughs> at within them and how they could be you know a force together I don't know even if he doesn't believe in himself you gotta um pretend <laughs> you, you have to pretend to the media so I mean Beal I'm not a I'm not a Beal fan um I I always thought he was a tough as a player you know all-star type of player but that's about it he's not close to being like one of the top like echelon of all-star players not close to being anything beyond that and if I mean Beal, would I take him on my team? And I know you're gonna, you know, touch on this a little bit more. Yes, I would take Beal on my team. <laughs> you know, especially since we have Luca. Shit, hey, that's a big part. Hey, 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 outside of the shooting, he also described Luca. That's what I'm saying. Big guard that can get in the paint. Yeah. yeah. So he'd be great next to Luca. Great fit. I think it would work great. But um, he is. It's looking like. He is either going to like he's gonna resign with the Wizards for that money and they're just gonna be stuck in purgatory. Or um if it's a sign and trade situation, I see him staying east. Um obvious um honestly. But I would love for, I mean, all right, as much as Beal's on my list, all that he can come off real quick. <laughs> like to me, if you come to the Mavs and you hoop, I could, you know overlook a lot of things <laughs> so I I just um I yeah Beal not a fan of the guy as long as he's not on my team not a fan of the guy whatsoever yeah I uh I, I've been out on Brad Beal for a minute um I'm gonna keep it tall with you I man I'm gonna sound like a Zach Levine groupie here but two years ago um you know, I, I forget whose mentions I was in or literally my first maybe month or two on Twitter. I was like, why is Brad Bill so much better than Zach Levine? And people had strong responses to it. Um, shout out to my guy, Isaac Harris. He had a he felt very strongly that Brad Bill was a lot better than Zach Levine. And I feel like I'm kind of vindicated here two, what two years later. I just never thought Brad Bill was that good. Like we talking about a six, three shooting guard who's a very talented player, but I just, I think it's, this is just my opinion. Whenever a player is drafted really high and Brad was what the second pick or the third pick He was a third pick. Okay. Whenever a player is drafted really high, I feel like they get this shine that no matter how good they actually are, they always get viewed in a different light than like someone else. Um, and I think he's just been able to take advantage of that. And I think he's a good player. I'm not trying to, I'm not about to cap and act like Brad Bill is ass, but I always felt like he got put in that top 15 player. 
And I don't know if he's ever really been that really. Absolutely even, not. E- even when he, he was like leading the league. 30 point per game season. Yeah. Even when he was leading the league in scoring or coming close to it, it's like, hey, fam, the team was ass. And he basically stopped playing defense. And my argument is, how you a 6'3 two guard? How fucking good a defender can you really be? And I, I feel like the perception of John Wall, um, you know, John Wall being in the streets, John Wall got hurt, John Wall maybe has too big of an ego, but John Wall was good, and John Wall created a lot of wide-open looks, and, like, that's the peak. He ain't never did shit without John Wall, except looting a ride with Russell Westbrook, and I just, I never thought Buddy was that good. Um, I will say, I know you fought it's kind of this weird thing happening with Mavs fans and Kristaps Porzingis. Oh, look, brother. look, I hate the Hawks. I'm just going to say it. I am petty. Uh, there are like two or three Hawks fans who I want to revel in their misery. I listen to their spaces to enjoy them be angry. Uh, <laughs> I legitimately don't. I'm going to keep it real. This is the internet. And ain't none of this shit real. But just the way they talk to people bothers me. So I enjoy them being upset about basketball. I enjoy it. So when KP went to the Wizards, I watched the Wizards. I was excited. I'm like, KP, say what you want about him. He's still a decent player. The Wizards are about to make a run, right? They gonna they because basically, you know, Spencer wasn't doing shit and Davis wasn't playing. So I'm like, KP, however you feel about him, he's a decent NBA player. They basically just add him for nothing. And they were like one game, one and a half games back at Atlanta. Atlanta was mid. So I was like, man, KP, they about to jump him. They going to push the Hawks out. KP going to push this agenda. I bought his jersey. I was ready to, to, to support Tall Man and his fullest. Man, them boys is two and six, two and five in games KP I played. Told you that. I, was, I did tell you that. I they did. are worse. They are literally worse with Tall Man. And I'm like, I told you this would fuck. happen, though. I told you did. You. you did. But I'm like, I want to be excited. I wanted to have an agenda. I thought Tall Man was going to go out there and help them. And it's like, yeah, man, it's it's the same shit we dealt with in Dallas, but with a worse team. He wants his in, inefficient ass shots. He did cook the Lakers, but they don't guard nobody. Exactly. And, and it's like, hey, man, it was better when Kyle Kuzma, they dead ass, were a better team when Kyle Kuzma, it was a Kyle Kuzma show. It, I'm not bullshitting. That's really a thing. Kuzma like, can create his own, like, even though it's not his, like, strength, Kuzma can create his own shot. Kuzma got, like, legit perim- perimeter skills. And in this league, like, especially if your team is, like, your surrounding pieces aren't great, which the Wizards, like, they don't really got many, like, great or good to great players. Like, you, your best player probably has to be a, um, a perimeter kind of guy in that sense. It can't be a Porzingis who can't. Because Porzingis is relying on these average to below average players to create for him, and it's you know it's it's ah uh, yeah yeah you 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 got tricked you got tricked. <laughs> I knew I knew I knew it wasn't even a trick. It was just a hope, right? It was just like hey, because I do think Luca Luca don't be passing the dudes. I, I think Luca is great, and we gonna get into this topic here in a minute, but. I, I don't think it's easy to play with Luca if you need if you need some self creation to get in the rhythm. 
Volume, uh, yeah. Yep. Yeah, like I don't think it's easy to play with Luca. I, I, I know, I know people bring up the wide open shots he creates in the corner. Those are for guys that that's all they can do. If, you, yeah. if you if you need to dribble, like that's just it's hard to stay in rhythm with Luca. But I don't want to get off topic with that. I want to stay on the Wizards. But the point I'm trying to make with this with Brad Bill is. I, I don't think Brad Bill is self-aware at all. And I think the Washington Wizards, like that organization, they're not going to trade him unless he demands out. They're going to pay him his 50 M's. They don't tank. Um, I got some arguments with people. They're like, KP ain't going to play the rest of the year. They're tanking. I'm like, no, they're not. That's the one thing they've never done. And they're not. They're playing KP. They're paying Thomas Sadoransky money to try to make this playoff push, and it didn't work. And I just think – Brad Bill playing with KP is going to be a disaster next year if it happens because KP don't give a shit. KP still want to post up and he's going to let anybody know about that. Like that's what he believes he needs to do. And he wasn't doing that. He wasn't listening to Luka Doncic and our, he still was tight about that. So he damn sure ain't about to listen to bum ass. Well, oh, he's not listening to Bradley. Beal. I'm not going <laughs> to say Brad, that's disrespectful to call Brad Bill a bum ass, but in comparison to Luka, you know, like it's levels to this shit, right? Like it just is. And I just see that's a disaster one to happen. And I, I guess I'll get into the fit conversation. Um, and then I guess we can just turn this, we can get into our maps, but there's a lot of Mavs fans that look at, especially when it comes to the biggest topic is Jalen. Um, mm-hmm. And then I think our bigs and people want, you know, people don't want to pay Jalen $20 million, which honestly, I I understand that. But my my argument or where I think people are kind of delusional or oblivious to is if you're a player that needs to dribble the ball, Luka dominates the ball. He, He might kick it to you on some, if he gets trapped in the first quarter, he might kick it to you in the corner to shoot a wide open. Like you basically heard Spencer say as much last night, right? Yeah. But if you're a shot creator, if you have a dribble package, it's not going to be that easy to play with Luca. And to me, I just look at players in the league. Dudes have egos. I think it's going to take, if we, if Jalen leaves, the only way you're going to be able to replace him with somebody that's going to be comfortable in that role is a, it's kind of an old player that's as good as him or a dude that ain't as good as him is just happy to make 15 to $16 million and wait for his opportunity. And I don't know if that makes the Mavs better long-term. Um, I, I don't know. I, I just think fit is so important and the, the roles that players accept is so much more important that I feel like the fan base acknowledges uh, it is because people don't certain people like i love my guy kenny but you know he doesn't think fit you know is important when evaluating things and like for me there's nuance there like obviously like you know certain points about fit is overblown but it's a real thing especially like what you're saying like exactly your point with looking at luca and his play style like fit is extremely important on this team it's a reason why folks like um Delon right didn't work out like Delon didn't work out but you know as much as we ride Delon and all that and he's not like great or anything but Delon's still in the league like he's in Atlanta actually like contributing you know yeah. and, 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 and Loki shows Josh Richardson 
Okay, Josh Richardson is a different story, though. <laughs> I hate no, that's what I'm saying. I hate Josh Richardson, but like he's a productive NBA player. He looked he looked like he was on his way out the league with us at times. Like yeah. he's been productive this year. Low key, uh, who did this, the Spurs almost beat one of our ops the other day, and like he was very oh, responsible for it. And I was like, damn. Salute I know exactly you, Josh what you're talking about. He, yeah. he had 25. Then he, he had like 25, something crazy like yeah, that. Yeah, I want to say the Spurs played the Jazz. They played somebody. They it ended up the losing. Jazz. It was the Jazz. It and was the Jazz. he was he was fighting for he was fighting for us. And I'm like, damn, yeah, bro, I never bad. saw this shit. Um, but I, I just think like I know Kenny, like I'll bring up the Andre Drummond because here's the thing. I think people look at Andre Drummond's counting stats and be like, oh man, he would come here and he would be a starter. I would keep it tall. I would like Andre Drummond here in the role he plays with Philly, where he's a backup that could come in and give me 15 to 20 minutes, grab some rebounds, catch some lobs. But I'm not, I don't want Andre Drummond as my starting big man. No way in hell. You can't be a good team. It's impossible to be a good team if Andre Drummond is starting for you. Um, I, I kind of, like, I even look at some of them big European centers and, like, Vucevic, dog, I'm pretty sure I got to look into it, but his record in Chicago without Lonzo Ball and Caruso is, like, under 500. Bro, they traded Franz Wagner in another, like, that's a lottery pick. And it's, I, I kid you, I don't, if... Yeah, I know that might be an L. That trade, I, yeah, that trade might have been an L. Like, if you look at what they have built I, I know he him just being there played a part in why DeRozan chose him but if you could remove that like dog they just shouldn't have did that trade like he ain't that good man if you got one of them big ass slow lumbering centers that can't play defense and get absolutely fried in a pick and roll and you are forced to play job coverage to keep them on the court dog they can't be Dallas Mavericks I'm, I'm sorry yeah. I, like, I got tricked with that too and I I have started to realize that too. I got um Vucevic tricked me um with that. Sabonis had tricked me, but I had been off Sabonis. But Valanciunas, I was such a huge Valanciunas fan. I would have done anything to get him on the Mavs, but I had learned my lesson. I I understand. Well, well, and, and let me well, let me. It's the same thing with Valanciunas though. Like yeah, yeah. And I'll even say with Valanciunas, you can't play anything else. Yeah, and I'm not saying there's not a role for that style of center. Yeah. But that can't be our go-to. That can't be. Mm -hmm. I agree. That can't be with the money on the line. Those dudes got to play. So, like, ironically enough, while I'm kind of shitting on Andre Drummond, if I can get Andre Drummond here in a center rotation for, like, because he's been on the vet. He's on the vet minimum right now. If I can get him here for, like, three or four million dollars and say, hey, we're going to give you 20 minutes a night, 15, 20 minutes a night. You're going to play every night but you ain't going to be starting unless we play certain teams. I'm cool with that, but I don't, I I need, how can I explain this? Like I need dudes who do what Dwight Powell do, but better. Mm -hmm. I don't like, I I need that archetype. I need Holmes. That's why I'm like, Rashawn Holmes, Daniel Gafford. Like I would take Rashawn Holmes and Daniel Gafford over players that have much bigger names because I know they can move their feet and they have the athleticism profile. Um, there's a 
John Collins. I've been out on John Collins for so many years. I've shit on John Collins on this pod. But dog, he he could with coaching, he can he's the, he has the athleticism to do what Dwight Powell does defensively. Has he done it? Is it proof of concept? Not really, but he's a hard worker and I feel like he'd be receptive to coaching. Now that contract is a little burdensome. So I don't think he'll he'll be here, but I, I'd be open to it if it happened. I wouldn't totally dismiss it. Whereas, like, dog, I, I, I shit you not, unless we got Vucevic or, I don't know, Sabonis is young, and he's a little better athlete than Vucevic, but in Valanciunas. So I I don't know. You, you could, I could, I could lie to myself a little bit about Sabonis, but Vucevic is in Valanciunas, nah, man, nah, I, I can't see it. I just don't think we can win with them dudes. We can't not with Luca too being like people don't understand like Luca needs a very specific team, yeah. and that's why when people are like, oh yeah, you can throw this this around Luca and he'll walk you to a chip. Like, please stop uh, exaggerating. Nah. Stop exaggerating. I want the fan base to stop exaggerating like that. NBA championships are hard to win. Like, I get Luca's great. I think he's you know great, but like this penciling him in for like five rings, three rings, it's, it's, please stop doing it because one, you might end up looking real goofy or two, it's just like, nothing is guaranteed in this league and you need a specific team around Luca to win because not only, I, I don't want to say his play style, but not only of his play style, but just his physical attributes, like yeah. he's not a defensive, like whatever you want to talk about his defense, improving all that. He is still not really a good, not really. He's just not a great defensive player. He's, he, he, he's better guarding. This is why I don't even consider Luca a point guard. That, like I lost like 18 followers over that conversation. Luca's like a small forward. He's best served. I think he's a point guard still. I but I get you're you're looking at it from the defense aspect that he's guarding forward. Like he, he never guards point guards and like. But I don't like that argument though because Trey Young is on whoever is the worst shooter and he's still a point guard. Like you know what I mean? Like to, to me with like this defensive schemes, and I get what you're saying, but to me with the whole manipulating of defensive schemes, I don't like the defense argument just because yeah. like you see Mikhail, Mikhail Bridges is guarding every single body on the court you know what i mean at all times right, right. and he's a, he's a small forward so you know it's it's i don't know but i i, I get your it's in the words of my guy Jalen rose like positions only exist so novices understand the game and when he used to say that shit it used to piss me off but it's probably true like we we just want luca to be a point guard because I, I think it sounds better but he he whatever lebron play i feel like that's what luca play and like I, when he was fat, I was joking about him being like super Boris Diaw, but like that actually is a thing. Like he can post up, he can. I, I, just to make your point, or to touch on your point, or piggyback on your point, I think you're right as far as like the team specific thing. And I think Luca can play any. The, the reason why I don't call him a point guard is I think he can do anything, right? Like, I don't think he's just pigeonholed into the point guard role. Oh, yeah, I, yeah. I think That's he could, sure. I think he could do literally on offense. He doesn't have to just play pick and roll. You can post his big ass up. And defensively, I think he's a decent three, four defender. He's not good, but it's not an automatic bucket when he's isolated on those players, if that makes sense. But 
I do agree with you that the timeline be gas and just how good he is defensively. He doesn't stink, though. He doesn't stink, but he's not good. Like, if we're yeah. talking about a good defensive player, Luca's not a good defensive player. Please I agree. Like, I agree. I agree. He's not good. Agree. Like, some of the things, like, some things get, um, like, like throughout the game, he does a lot of things that get, like, unnoticed. And, I mean, I'm obviously not going to point it out every single possession because, you know, why harp on the negatives? But some of the things I see him do in-game, throughout the game, that doesn't get pointed out, like – He's not a good defensive player. Like, I see him, like, do certain, like, playing drop, randomly just playing drop. Like, how are you defending a screen? Are you playing drop as a – if you're trying to be a guard? He's right. playing drop. Who was it? Was it was it Spider? I think it was somebody. I think it was Spider. I think we were playing the Jazz. Was it uh, – was it, I don't think uh, – I can't remember the team, but it was a good perimeter shooter. Um, He was trying to defend the screen. His yeah, guy just... was the – and he played – he was playing drop. Yeah. <laughs> he was playing drop. I was like, Luke, are you serious? You, but things like that is like he's not—he's not bad. He's not a liability, but he's not good. He, yeah. He's not good. We don't have to lie. He's not yeah. good. And into keep the conversation on the rails. You're—you're yeah. you're right. Like that's what I'm—we're in agreement. We just took it in a different way, and I just feel like so many, so much of the narrative is if you just get—I keep going back to two K. People think if you just get higher rated players, this shit is just gonna work. And it's like, nah, actually not. I I, I don't think people because Luca creates so many wide open jump shots for role players. People think that if you increase, if you swap those role players out with stars, the shit would be just as sweet. And I just I to me, it's I, I just totally disagree. I, I actually. Spencer being here has made me realize in the way Spencer has looked when he starts with Luca versus when it's him and Brunson makes me realize like, yeah, oof, this shit ain't going to be as easy as I thought it was going to be. Like, this is actually, if we, there, there's, there's going to be a have to be an understanding if, with anybody that plays with Luca about how he wants to play or he's going to have to change the way he plays but i don't even know if he should do that that's a I, that's the thing i don't made, made it's funny because i heard um so i was listening this was a while ago too i don't know why i just randomly remember this but um this was maybe like last year um i, I don't really recall i think it was before the season started yeah. i was listening to the through the wire podcast and um i don't know if you know it do you know it um i do not no ma'am yeah, so it's like one of the huge podcasts through House of Highlights. It's with um KOT for Q, Kenny, and um I think Mike is his name, Derek and Pierre. Uh it's four of them and they have you know NBA podcasts, um, one of the bigger ones. But um Pierre, I think it was, they were talking about like I think like Bleacher Report had released their um, you know, under 25 like list before the season had started. Um or maybe this was before last season. I think it was before last season, actually, um, or during last season. But um, Pierre was saying, like, he made a point about Luca because I think he, like, didn't pick Luca or something. It was his turn to draft. I don't remember what they were doing. But he didn't pick Luca, and they were kind of like, oh, why didn't you pick Luca? <laughs> like, you know, like, he was right there for you to take. And he said to me, at the time, I was like, oh, that's stupid. But you just saying that now, it's, it's clicking. He had said um, he didn't want Luca for what he was doing. I think they were trying to draft a team or some shit. I don't 
don't remember, but he said he didn't want Luca because um it's similar to LeBron where um you you have to kind of play in a heliocentric system because they're probably not going to have the opportunity to play with anyone that you want the ball out of their hands for if that makes sense so like what you just said you're saying you don't know if you you would want him to like give up his usage for guys who are not you know as good as him or not as good as creating as him yeah Um, it's like yeah I get it's like LeBron why would you have like why would you not play in a heliocentric like system with LeBron you know what I mean like why would you not have him be like the decision maker when he's the best shot creator on a team he's the best passer on a team you know like it's kind of like the same with Luca and I I get it in that sense like like how like it's not like his off ball like he has an off ball game it's not like it's developed or great or anything it's like why would you want him playing off ball I haven't looked at the numbers lately but just I know it was bad and based on what I've seen this year he's not good at catching and shooting so he's when, not at all. He's never uh, been. He's never been. When other people create wide open looks for him, them shits is bricks. He don't even want to shoot it. He be hesitating like Maxi Cleaver. I'll be like, it's bro, what the I fuck? Think his release is too slow. So like his shot prep takes time. Like when he creates off the dribble, he knows he's gonna shoot that bitch. You know, like he is in his head when he's dribbling. I'm going to take this shot. I'm going to step back and take the shot. Whereas a catch and shoot, it's much more you know random. And um, I think like. I just think his shot prep prep is too slow. So by the time he gets it and he needs, I think he just needs to take off the dribble, um, off the dribble, off the dribble shots because his um he's a rhythm shooter. Yeah. Um and he yeah, he needs the couple dribbles to get into his like shot mechanics. Yeah, and and that's to me when people want these players who like dog, I just don't know how like let's say because, I mean, if we're keeping it tall, man, then that uh, that Philly game, like, dog, if he shows up, we win that game. Like, Jalen was cooking. Spencer didn't have a great game. But I just realized, like, dog, other players created shots for him, and he wasn't good at knocking them down. That's kind of his thing. And I just feel like when you when we want to go get this other player, this other dude that can dribble, I just think it's going to be a hard fit. It's not going to be as seamless as people think it is. I even think Jalen, like, I, I don't know if Jalen's going to be here because, man, they took him off the court in the crutch. Like, he didn't play <laughs> in the clutch time. And it's like, uh, that makes me a little nervous as far as free agency. Then again, maybe should Jalen like, shit, do I want to go stink on the Knicks or get taken off the court every once in a while in clutch time? the money's probably going to be roughly the same no matter where he goes, but I, I just I think said... Too much of a winner to, like... Unless, granted, I don't know his priorities. Like, if he's thinking stats, then he's not staying here. Definitely not staying no. here. But, like, Jalen is, like, he's a two-time champion, man. Like, and I think, you know, the fact, granted, his reputation around the league is, um, you know, improving, and he's, like, he's not seen as like a second round pick, not to say anything's no. wrong with being a second round pick, but you know what I mean? Like yeah, yeah. His, his value is much higher in my opinion. Like granted, he was a high second round pick. Um, I think it was near the damn near first round pick. What was he like? What? 33. Um, yeah. He went 33. Yeah. So damn near <laughs> first round pick, but um, yeah. So his value is much higher than that though. But um, still, 
I, if he is, you know, committed to, you know, being on a team that he's comfortable with and winning and having a big role in that winning, which he does, you know, he's what the second, third best player on the team. Like, um, it's, it's, it's weird because like Jalen should have shot the ball more, right? Like last night he should have, he was cooking. He has it going. And there's just games where he just don't, he'll be cooking. He'll literally be like eight, four, 11 and just stop shooting the ball the last six minutes of the game. And I wonder, is that, uh, I mean to cut you off, finish your thought. Oh, no, no, go ahead. Uh, I, I, I just think it's because of, like, recently, what game was it where, was it last game before he picked it up? I think it was last game before he, like, started cooking. No. He was playing so weird. Like, he was dribbling, but it was like, you can tell, like, you could tell that he didn't know what, what he do. wanted to do yeah. you know with the ball like oh should i pass this back out let you know some other actions run should i take the shot should i like he you could tell he didn't know what to do and um granted you know adding another ball handler another guard that pretty much does similar things that you do um but not not the same but you know still a guard another mm. ball handler um it's gonna be an acclimation like process to get everything acclimated and i get it and um you know, Lucas' usage didn't go down. <laughs> this is a trade. It went up. So somebody's usage, if Spencer is getting usage, somebody's usage had to have gone down. It was Brunson. But, 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 but you know what? You mentioned that. I went I looked it up, man. Man, Spencer took tall man shots. He didn't really take Jalen. I mean, yeah, but tall man wasn't playing. I'm talking about. Yeah, like, you're right. You're you right. I mean? You're so right. Like, you're, you are 100% really correct. So you're like, right. I think he took a little bit of like Brunson shot. Like it's, I just think Brunson right now is a bit unsure. Exactly, like Spencer knows exactly what he has to do, and Brunson still knows what he has to do. But the role changed, you know. Yeah. Like when, when Porzingis was out and it was you and Luca, you are the clear cut. Like you know, Tim's injured, so you know you're the clear cut like second best player on the team. Like you know, no if ands buts about it. Like you're playing with Luca in a secondary ball handler role, and Luca comes out, you're playing with the bench. You can take basically all the shots and create everything because I hated when um you know when Tim went down that bench unit was fucking ridiculous bro like I was like why is anyone but Jalen doing anything right now that's how it felt because it's like he was the only creator but now Brunson's always playing with another ball handler now always and I I love Jalen but I actually like my favorite way the Mavericks play and this is, it feels like I sub Luca, but my favorite. That fourth quarter, the start of fourth? Yes, that's my favorite line. I love <laughs> the way they play basketball. And it's, it's not just, it's, it's a consistent, it's consistent, SJ. Like, it dog, is. it's like, bro, Brunson and Dimwitty be out there frying dudes. And I'll be like, dog, why do they look so much better together? than playing with one of the best players in basketball. Spencer, the thing is, though, Spencer can cook in the clutch with Luka. And Jalen, I've never seen. Like, Spencer just figures that shit out, and Jalen don't. That is something I've noticed in the clutch. But just the way they play basketball at the start of fourth quarters is just like the ball moves. It's it's attacking. There, there's We're always attacking. It's always That's downhill. Crazy. They get That's the ball crazy. up the court faster. I just like that shit. Yeah, and honestly, most people prefer watching that shit. It's why, like, as much as we talk about Luca's style, all that, like, that's why when he's off, it looks so bad. It's similar with Trey, too. Like, 
when they're off, it looks terrible because they're dominating the ball without dominating the game. And yeah. Igor, I'm, I'm going to get a lot of mileage out of that quote because I love it so much. But it's it's because of that. Like, when they're on and, you know, dominating the ball, they're dominating the game, you know, when yeah. they're on. So it looks, it looks great because it's like, damn, they're really doing, like, pretty much everything on a basketball court. And it's, yeah. you know, fun to watch. But, like I said, if they're off, if you're turning the ball over one too many times <sighs> or – your shot is not falling. That shit looks horrible. And yeah. it's actually kind of disgusting to watch because you're just not giving anyone opportunities and you don't have it. But um, to your point about like always attacking, that's the difference because if if like Brunson's going into the paint and there's nothing there, he's kicking it back out. And probably to Spencer, the ball is going to find Spencer. Spencer's going to, you know, get into the paint. If nothing's there, he's going to, you know, figure some shit out but with Luca it's different because if he's getting into the paint um it's either he's going up for a shot and he's big that's the thing he's so big that he can go up for the shot you know because he can more than likely depending on who's guarding him he can just shoot over the top of whoever's guarding him or he is if he's in the paint he's commanding so much attention that the defense is like collapsing and that's an easy open shot to whoever's in the corner for a spot of three that's not happening with Spencer and um, you know, then we no one's doubling you. You know, yeah. they like good good luck if he make it. If he make it, same yeah. thing for Jalen. <laughs> exactly. So it's different, and I get that it's fundamentally different. Not even because of necessarily play style, but because of how the defenses are reacting um, to these players. Um, so that's, I mean, th- that's really <laughs> that's. I think that's the biggest reason, just how the defense is reacting and how they play. But like. If you look, um, I mean, Spencer does a lot of similar stuff to Luca. I think that's why um, it looks more seamless with him and Luca together, especially in the clutch. Because, um, like, and yesterday, it like, and one, Spencer's a vet too. So, I, yeah, Brunson doesn't really have that takeover mode in the clutch. But I, I can't even compare it too much to Spencer because Spencer is a vet like a yeah, Spencer, vet. Spencer damn near 30 been in the league eight years this is yeah yeah so Jalen when, when did Jalen when he messed his shoulder up basically missed like half a season so yeah, he's so played three and a half, and a half years yeah. give or take so I, I feel you I yeah. just it, it just I like the way they look and I've I, I gotta dig into the plus minus numbers but I feel like more often than not, the league gets pushed, or, or gets if pushed or if if there's a lead, the lead goes away. Like we come back off those two on the court together. Oh, absolutely. And then and that that's something. Luca's been, in my opinion, since January first. Luca's been the best player in basketball. I'm not saying he's the best player in basketball, but from that stretch until now, there's no one who's played basketball on a higher level than Luca, he's just two of his last three games have been bad and when they're like you said when they're bad it's just like hey bro you fucking up like it looks so bad and when now that we have Spencer and uh, along with Jalen when he's dominating the ball and he's a little off it's like hey fam you actually probably should get a pill up but I mean who am I to tell I just said the dude was the best player in basketball the last, what, three months? Yeah. So he's entitled to have a couple stinkers. I just, oh, yeah. That's, oh, yeah. Yeah. And, and my, my, just my concern long term, because as much as I like Spencer, as much as I love Jalen, 
I don't think those do. I don't think, I just don't think them dudes are good enough to be second options on a championship team. So there's going to come a point to where one or both of them get turned into a star. And I just keep coming back to if Luke is still going to be doing playing the way he does, like that's that star is going to be really fucking hard to find. Like it's going to have to be, I wish Kyrie wasn't crazy because he would be perfect because just the way he can do, he can catch and shoot. He can go get his own shit. You, you almost got to find dudes who cook with Bron because they, I know people don't want to hear this shit, but Luca just reminds me of Bron and not in how effective he is. Well, let me be clear in how effective he is. They play, they get their shit off in different ways, but just the where the heliocentrism, it's you and shooters and clear the paint out. I, I, I do feel that similar. And I just think it's, I don't think it's going to be easy, man. I really don't. It's not, it's not. And, and I'm so for in long term, we're to the point where we kind of got to find that player here in the next two seasons. In my opinion, we have to find that guy. And I don't know how easy it's going to be. Um, I know I'm a Zach Levine stand. I feel like seeing the way he let DeRozan come in and kind of dominate the ball and basically take, I mean, DeRozan kind of took that team from him and he fine with the shit seemingly. He's still getting his shit off too. So yeah, because Zach is a great off ball player though. That's the that's the thing. Yeah, and that's the thing. Luca like, like Luca can play off ball, but he's not a great off ball. But like if you watch him last night, I was like sometimes I watch him and I'm like scream, I'm like screaming in my head like move. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. Move. Just, like, just just like, literally move. run around the perimeter. You will draw attention. Yeah, and sometimes like the worst, the worst is when like if I'm like if he like gives it up. And the action's going on, I can't see him in the fucking frame. <laughs> like by half court type shit. And I know it's a spacing tactic of him. I will, I will, I will shoot him some bail for that. Some of that is coached so he can get back on defense if the shot is a break. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's a, and it's a spacing tactic where um they want to play the four on four. Like they yeah. want to um yeah, so I, I get it. That's what I'm saying. I get, I know it's um a lot of coaching tactics too, but some, and I've seen him like hit, like relocate all, I've seen him do it. It's about him. It's about effort and wanting yeah. to do it. I, I, something else I've been killing him for, and I'm starting to kill Jalen Ford. I'm starting to worry, wonder if they're coached to do it. As far as like leaving the, the worst shooter in the corner to go help. Cause him and Jalen, him and Jalen do that shit a lot. I'm like, I'm starting to wonder. Like, this is two different players doing it, who are kind of smart dudes. Like, I'm starting to wonder if they being coached to do that. No, shit. it's a scheme. It's a scheme. Okay. Um, the scheme is to collapse the to shrink the paint, and basically, you got to make the rotations. So yeah. like they're like it's defense. We were not like we don't have elite defensive personnel, so we have to give something up. Yeah. Um, and it's like obviously what we give up is you know rim protection, not having a rim protector. But another thing, another aspect is corner threes. Like that's just, why it um, feels so crazy to be giving up corner threes. Don't I guess they figure if we give them up to bad shooters and they make them, I guess we just lose and shake their head. Yeah, that's why. That's why the Utah. That's the only reason why the Utah matchup is a bit scary to me because um you can have stretches where um like they can 
play without a poor shooter like on the um yeah there's nobody to leave um and that's why the suns are by matchup too because you know anybody in the corners for the suns they're you know what i mean like you're you're not helping off anybody in the corners because yeah. who are they going stationary cam johnson mikhail <laughs> like damn it like these are shooters these are so, shooters shooters like shoot yeah. the blood we'll dead ass shoot 45 percent if you leave them wide open exactly so I, it's a scheme it's a scheme but um i don't know i mean we can i guess we can also transition into the games because i'm assuming you're talking about like the timberwolves game with um fucking torian prince with his yeah. open goddamn time i <laughs> looked at the screen torian prince was open um but i mean even with torian prince like he's a good shooter like his reputation is that he shoots the ball like he doesn't do much but he shoots the ball well yeah. um i know his percentages have been a bit off the last couple of years but He's still a shooter, so I don't understand why he was the guy being left open. Like I get Vanderbilt, you know, he can't shoot, and I um hit some of these other guys. But um, I mean, last night's win um was very I like the win, and I people I don't know I saw people predicting like a forty point triple double from Luca. I'm like, some of y'all like Luca is a very very like routine kind of pattern kind of player. Like I'm noticing it. You know, we're in year four, and his his it's it's been a bit weird, you know, because his only normal season quote-unquote normal season he's had so far in his career it was his rookie season second year you know league shut down bubble restart third year compressed schedule you know this year is a pseudo kind of normal season but you know we're still in the midst of it it's not over so but still you can pick up on some of his patterns the wolves are a team like he had that one what that one good game his rookie year where he like shut them down in the clutch Mm. but like other than that Luca does not play well against the wolves and a lot of people thought it's just him not taking them seriously because they were a bad team no like if you looked at who was defending luca they had defenders to bother him every year even when they stunk okoki josh okoki used to give luca mad problems like just he's just the type of defender that just bothers luca so okoki when okoki was playing i don't where's josh okoki is he still in the league is he still in the league? I, I shit you not i have no idea i have no clue now that i just brought his Man. name up i was like wow I'm, I'm, I'm about to look it up now yeah, but Josh when he when he a lottery pick, like where is he at? Was he? I don't know if he was a lottery pick, but he was a. I don't oh, know. He was a. He, he went the twentieth. He yeah, yeah, he he he's still he still with them. Is he? Hurt? Oh, he's still with them. Oh, but clearly, no, he just don't play. Okay, <laughs> okay. So yeah, Josh Kogi when he used to play when they stunk, yeah. um, he used to give Luca problems. And then if you look at like last year, they got Mc, McDaniel's and Vanderbilt are yeah. two defenders that like would give Luca problems. We're happy. I'm very happy. Van, um, McDaniel's didn't play yesterday because it would have been worse. Like he shot what five or seventeen. That shit would have been worse yeah. if McDaniel's were play- was playing. I'll tell you that. But they just have the type of defenders that um can bother Luca, which is why we always got. I, I don't want to say bailed out, but we always got um kind of carried in those type of games by Porzingis was our Wolves killer. Like, he always took that cat matchup seriously. Porzingis always hooped in Powell. Powell is a notorious Wolves um killer. It's why when people are like, yeah, Luca's going to get a 40-point triple-double. I'm like, are you guys serious? <laughs> like, Ooh. if you were talking about bets, Powell. Powell 20-plus is the easiest. Like, I don't do the bets. I should, I should, honestly, I should start charging. I'm kidding. But, like, no, if you were a betting person, Powell for 20-plus is probably the easiest. Like, his over, probably the easiest thing he could have gotten because Powell, just the way how he plays, the way how they play defense, Um, with, with Luca, they're going to try to load up on Luca, show high on the screen, all that. Powell's going to be, <laughs> there is this open lo- lobs all day for Powell. So, just the way how they play, um, 
it just bothers Luca, but in turn, it makes it opens up a lot of things for a lot of other people. Hey, um, I, I just I just looked it up. Yeah. SJ, I know I jokingly call you the brains of the operation. My God, you fam, like in the last three seasons, Luca has put up some fucking stinkers against Minnesota. Yeah. Like, like I didn't realize how bad it was. I just I I feel like we've won most of these games, if not all of them. So because of poor Zing. No, that's what I'm saying. People like wow. people haven't caught on to Luca's patterns. And I get it. Like I said, wow. I mean, he's shooting in his career, he's shooting 24% from three versus them. And like last night he went five for 17. Uh, the game we played them the first time this year, he went six for 13. He wasn't that bad. But you like last year, six for 16, nine for 22, like one for six from three, one for seven from three, two for nine from three, two. Whenever he's chucking like that and the jumper's broke is because he can't he can't get to the hole. Mm-hmm. Like, and so- they're loaded. like I said, they're showing on the screen. So it's not like he's getting space on those step backs. He's not getting space. Nah, if I had back. to, I'm, I'm going to have to dig into this. This is probably shit, man. This is probably the least efficient team he's... I, I feel like we've won every single one of these games, though. Because Porzingis and Powell always go nuts, so oh, just, wow. it okay. always gets passed Inter- off as a... Interesting. Yeah, it gets passed off as, yeah, Luca's entitled to his stinkers, you know, other people can cut, you know, the, you know take up the slack, which, which is what happened yesterday, but it always happens. You People, like I said, you gotta realize it's patterns by now, and another pattern I've been... um a bit weary of and like I said I have to see more because obviously he's in year four and like I said circumstances have been so crazy over the last couple seasons but another pattern as we've seen like in the Charlotte game where he he was great and that's another thing he shot eight for 12 from three like he was smoking in the Charlotte game there's no way y'all thought he was gonna come in this Wolves game and be smoking like that too come on <laughs> like he used a lot of those makes <laughs> like come on but the Philly game he was horrible um and last season it was the same thing where down the stretch of the season what we have like what 11 games 10 games, uh, 10 games? hey I don't, I don't mean to cut you off as an aside hey man Jalen gave them boys 28 last game mm-hmm. that is shocking to me Anyway, please, I didn't mean to cut you off. That just you, you you brought up the point that other players cook. And I'm starting it was Porzingis and fucking Jalen. They he packed them up. He's yeah. packed them up pretty consistently these last two years. Yeah, because the wolves, the thing with the wolves too is that they only have a couple like if we're talking about good defenders and all that, they're kind of in the same boat as us where they can have a good defense because of team defense. But if you're looking at the individual defenders, I mean, I think we have more, but like, look at them. They don't really have that many great individual defenders. So they're sending basically all that they have at Luca. <laughs> There's really and, and, and daring everybody else to beat them. And Jalen and KP have been doing it basically. Exactly. And then with um, Spencer and like Brun, that's why I was like, before the game, I was saying one of the, or not even before yet, yeah, I was saying one of the other creators have to step up because it's like, it's D'Lo is guarding one of y'all and D'Lo can't guard a thing. No. So it's like somebody else has to go off. Somebody else has to go off. So that's just what it was. But with Luca now, what I was saying is that I'm getting a bit weary because it's, it, this has been a thing since his um, rookie season that he slows down significantly towards like the last few games of the season yeah. have, what, 10 left and yep. again out of the last three games two of them have been stinkers 
Yep. I've not seen that from Luca since, you know, his slump earlier, you know, in the year that out of three games, two have been bad. We haven't seen that in a while. And this happened last year. Remember, he was hot for months. Then towards mm-hmm. the end of the season, he looked so bad. I was so worried for the playoffs. I remember because he looked so bad. And I was like, oh, my God, we're we're finished. <laughs> like, <laughs> tired. I was like, we're done. Then he had the break. Then he came back and looked amazing during the Clippers series. And we're like, okay, whatever he did, you know, for that week helped. Uh, and it might be the, some of the same things that we're seeing that he – just is so over the season he's slowing down he looks bad but for the playoffs he you know he'll come back fine um i hope that's not a pattern though because to me we're not in a position as a team where we're strong enough to be comfortable with him um kind of slowing down towards the end of the season right now we're fighting for a playoff like seeding lives right now (laughs) like we can we really can't afford him being off for these next 10 games because while we can you know do it for like obviously he's entitled to stinkers and while we can pick up slack in some games that won't be the case for a lot of games you know you're still our best player you still have to you know set the tone all that and I know people people are upset at him you know resting for the Houston game but I'm like okay come on first of all it's the Rockets and this year we're actually competent without Luca. we can win games the reason why last year I was so upset about it last year did you see how we looked without him and uh, we we were like two so, for six, two for seven. Yeah, we when games Luca didn't play, it was it was dead ass like they can't win a game. Yeah, and they looked bad. It wasn't just like victories yeah. to it. Like they looked horrible. So yeah. it's like last year we could not be resting people because it's like we just looked bad. But this year we come on, we couldn't grant it. It could be a trap game, you know. Rockets. It's hard to you know sweep a team in a season, all that. But like, come on, we could beat the Rockets without Luca. Luca needs. At this point, he's going to, yeah, they're going to need to find rest days for him. Um, And I know we're fighting for a playoff lives. That's why you don't rest. You don't do a Warriors and you rest everybody on the same goddamn day <laughs> like the Warriors do. But um, in this case, I don't think it's um it's going to be too, like, consequential, especially no. if um you're, you know, you're anticipating having him back for the Jazz games and the other Wolves games. Those are the more important games. Yeah. And, I mean... If we wouldn't have a situation, wouldn't have been that dire if we didn't like lose the Philly fine. But um, honestly, those la- those two games should have we should have seen them coming from a standpoint of we weren't going to sweep the week. Realistically. No, no, we no, the no. I... And the Charlotte back to back was probably the game we realistically really should have lost. Probably should have been the only loss, just because of their style of play. We were on the back to back. Yeah, the blowout. Yeah probably should have been expected however the philly game we should have won that one yeah. that was the one yeah. and granted yeah philly has james Harden and beat and all that but philly hasn't even been world beaters um since that trade because their death is so bad so um luca had had to have done better um but it wasn't just him like i said it was a team failure so um that's the game that's a game that they should have won but they didn't so now um I mean, I said 17 and six, they got to go eight and two and it's not impossible. We've seen them go eight and two recently, but I don't know with them, maybe trying to look to rest, you know, some guys get some guys, you know, rest days. I'm thinking more uh, 15 and eight. I said 15 and eight was the farthest I'd go. Um, so, so I'm uh, for, for those of us that are slow, um, like your podcast co-hosts, 
which what record do you think you we finishing up in the so, last ten with the last ten last ten games? Which last ten? I think they go six and four. Six and four. Or uh, okay, okay. Realistic answer. I think they go seven and three. I think they go seven and three. Um, I like think the lowest they'd go is six and four. They they can't play with me if they go any lower than that. <laughs> like I'm sorry, any lower than six and four is like. I can't fathom it, but um, yeah. eight and two is possible. Nine and one shit is possible. Fucking winning now is possible, but um, I think anywhere from seven and um seven and three and six and four. That's that's where I'll kind of stay. Yeah, I, I got seven and three myself. Um, I think we lose. I think we're gonna lose to Minnesota next time we play them. They're not bad okay. enough for us to sweep them, especially at the crib. But then again, I see what we did, and I just feel that's replicable as hell. But we we it's just hard to be a good team at many times, especially back to back. Like well, we played them again Saturday. Yeah. And yeah. and haven't even had like that game against us. To, to me, if I'm watching that film, my takeaway is this is gonna be the ant show tonight. Like he yep. really could have. He shouldn't have shot them jumpers. Once his he shot selection is horrible. That's that's what's horrible uh, right now. Uh, bad. Once he made his decision to get to the hole, I was like, <laughs> they're not even in the way to foul him. Like he's cooking any perimeter defender we have so bad <laughs> off the bounce. They can't even, like they can't even get to him to cause an and one. It's just he's at the bucket. Um, it, it, to me, if I'm watching that film, that's how you attack us. You got to Carl Anthony Towns, your ego, just you're gonna have to chill tonight. This is gonna be an ant game, but um, I think we go seven and three. I think we uh, I think we lose in Minnesota. I think we lose to Milwaukee if they still playing, but they might not be playing people because they might. I don't know how they who they want to play, who they don't want to play. I don't know if they want one or two or three depends on how that goes i think if when we play them they might just rest everybody and i think we're gonna get blown out by cleveland because we played them on the second night of a back-to-back and they trying to stay out the play in so they're gonna beat the brakes off of us Um, i don't see them honestly with the way how they've trended since the if it was a cleveland team with no injuries yeah i'd see that but like uh, third third game in four nights I don't even think Luca's gonna play. I, I'm serious. It's a back-to-back third game in four nights. I, it's, I in, it's in Cleveland, right? Yep. Damn, I think he's gonna want to play. Though. Wait, 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 wait. Like, actually, let me check. Let me check because I actually don't. I feel like we we got blew out in Cleveland already this year. It's here. Oh, it's in that. I thought we got blown blown out in Dallas. Did we? Hold by on, Cleveland. Hold on. Oh, I don't know though. I'm just guessing. I wasn't a game in Dallas though. I remember it was the. I, I actually, I don't know. I don't know. I think we're losing no matter where the hell it's at. I'm just going to say that. I don't I think, think. Yeah. I think, yeah, I, I, I think I, we might. It just depends. This Cleveland team is not the same Cleveland team that we got blown out by. Um, yeah, but they still good. Hey, oh, it's, it's in Cleveland. So it's in Cleveland. Yeah. Luke is going to want to play for the Slovenians. Um, he's going to want to play that one. I know. Man, that. he didn't play for the Slovenians that traveled halfway across the world to come to Dallas. Them Slovenians in Cleveland will be all right. I promise you that, man. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I'm just, I'm just saying. But yeah, maybe I don't 
think we get blown out. The, the Cavs are, like I said, they're not the same. Like the way how I don't know, man, out. SJ, SJ, I hear you, but I watch. I watched the game where they beat the Nuggets. That was such an entertaining game. Dog, Lori Marketing guarded Joker, and it was a legit, like, one-on-one, not double. It blew my mind. I think I DM'd you about it that night. Oh, it yeah, blew yeah. my mind that he held up. He I mean, held up. in the post. Lori's not. It's just in space. I th- I'll be honest. I thought he was. I didn't oh, realize no, he was built for that no, no, at all. It's in space. And he, um, and he gave 30 the other way. I was like, what the hell is this? But here's the difference, though. Like, Jokic is really – like, Denver doesn't have that – the way how we play defense, Um, like I said, it depends, though, like, with the whole, like you said, back-to-back situations. Cleveland have so many people in and out the lineup, I'd have to see who's playing for them. Yeah. But just with how – um, just how we play defense, like, as long as you – granted, we don't have anybody to stay in front of Darius Garland either. But if we send, like, kind of like the double to Darius Garland, like, he's a good passer, but, like – Cleveland, those people are not yeah. Like, yeah. As long as you're, you're right. You're right. You get Darius Garland in check. Like, and I watch this Cleveland team a lot. Like, especially with Rubio down and like Levert's cool, but like he hasn't done you know uh, much. He, he was doing his best to lose that game. I was losing my mind watching yeah, that shit. So like, I think Cleveland is like there. You, you can defend them. You can defend yeah. them. And I know we're small, but like that's what I'm saying. If Jared Jared, Jared Allen isn't back, then we could we could um. We could do some things. Mobley, you might, you know, eat, but like, that's fine if he he eats. If, as long as we get Garland in check, we're fine. But um, it depends. Like I said, it really depends because we can. Um, depending on how we look, we've been playing a short rotation for a while too. So yeah. our boys might be tired as far. I, I, I don't even. I'm just looking at it. So it's uh, where are we at? We are in Cleveland. Yeah, man, I, I don't, I don't, I think Luca's gonna rest. I don't think they'll rest. Uh, uh, I don't think they'll rest Luca and Jalen, or like Luca and somebody else. I think it's just gonna be one of our best players. They'll never put down two at once on purpose, right? But I'm just yeah. looking at it. That's yeah, that's the third game, and we playing. We got the Lakers the night before in Dallas. We got Utah the game before that. I think they just gonna chalk that up because um, I, if we beat Utah, um, I'm looking at Utah's schedule. I feel like it, I've heard Lucas say he wants home court advantage. Like, yep, he calls it home advantage. <laughs> Shout out to my boy. I think he's gonna grind it out if that's still in play. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. But I'm just looking at the, we got Detroit. Portland and San Antonio. San Antonio will try, but Portland and Detroit. Detroit might be a little dicey, but we got two days off before we play them. We packing them up. I'll be there actually for that. And then Ooh. Portland is uh they not trying. We literally gonna be playing dudes I've never heard of. And then the final game of the season, we got San Antonio. They'll try, and that shit might not even matter. Like seeding. The seed, where, where our seed is at might be spoken for, might be done and over with. But um, I think we're going to beat the Jazz. I do. I think we're going to beat the Lakers. I think we – I feel pretty good. I think Luka, the best game Luka has the rest of the season will be against Tall Man. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, he, yeah. He He's is, not he, missing that. He is not missing that game. 
And I think he's going to try to fry him. Spencer's going to be on his shit. I just think that I think that's going to be the place. Bro, I I think that's going to be the best the team looks the rest of the season is at Washington because there's too many agendas. They're going to play hard. They might, bro, especially because Luca's probably not going to play at Cleveland. I just see he's going to be, I mean, he's going to try to burn DC down, like real talk. Oh, yeah, he's petty like that. And that's the, the thing is, it might be a damn good game, too. Like, I know Wizards stink, but Porzingis, he's going to be trying. Like, he's another one. He's going to be granted. I know oh. he, he played great against the Knicks when he left there, but like, different environment. And, and it's a home game. Um, yeah, and we, and we we don't have, if, he actually tries hard physically. We don't really got nobody to guard him. Eh, put Doran Finney Smith on him. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm fine. If 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 Finney Smith is guarding him, I promise you. I think Dorian I've seen Finney Smith lock up Sabonis, and Sabonis is a better post player than yeah, he, is. he had that dude in fucking prison. That still blows my mind. Lock on Finney Smith will have him in prison. I'm sorry. Who, who else did Dorian guard like? It was another big. A lot of bigs. Um, it was like two. It was a week ago, and he he didn't score. In the, and then it, a couple of days later, it was somebody else he put in prison. I know oh exactly my god, it's slipping my mind. It was a good big. Oh. It's a good one too. And he had him in jail. I don't know. Shout out to us. We I feel like we were so ahead of the curve on Dorian. Yeah. We like, were. We, I was we've been on. Guys. We've been on Team Dorian since before the playoffs started last year. People was trying to pack them up. And people were trying them, to pack them up. And first we round picks like, right? We're telling people, nah, nah, relax. Like nah. Dorian is the guy that shows up. He's gonna show up. He's gonna show up. Even this season, like when people call him Finney Burke, all this shit. And what game was it? When it was a big game. What were we playing? Was it the Jazz? That big remember. game in Dallas against the Jazz, the first. No, no, yeah, was it? Yeah, it was the game in Dallas against the Jazz when we, after you know, obviously we lost um the first game out the All Star break, and um it was like this is a big one now we got to beat them and it's like okay who's gonna show up, and it was Dorian like it was like I told everyone it's going to be Dorian like no if ends or buts about it it's gonna be Dorian and it was Dorian yeah um, because he's just that kind of guy man we're always ahead of the curve but. I'm just happy for my guy. He's getting that more recognition on a national stage. You know, more people are talking about him. I'm so happy for him. I'm so happy. Yeah. For him. He, uh, to me, it's always uh, watching the playoffs when you roll, you got to check for the role players and ain't scared. And mm-hmm. he never was scared. He might have missed shots, but he wasn't folding. And when the season was been on the line, Dorian, dog, both times, both times Dorian showed up and, and like, I played, had damn near career high. Like, I think Dorian's career high is, what, 25, 26? But Buddy had, like, 18 officially, and it wasn't just points. He was, like, hustling. He was playing hard. He was not scared. He didn't give up. And Porzingis folded. Jalen folded. Seth Curry folded two years ago. Dorian was the only one out there, like, hey, we supposed to be here. We ain't losing. And to Tim me, folded. I, Tim mm-hmm. folded. Yeah. 
you know, he played good the first games of the season, but with the money in the line, Temple's fold. And I'm like, mm-hmm. dog, you get those role players that don't fold and ain't scared when the when the money's on the line, you don't let them go. The Robert Ories. <laughs> you yeah. don't let Robert Ories go. You don't. You don't. You figure that's that shit boring. out. And yeah, like that's why I'm like, if y'all y'all are gonna be so like when they were like, Oh yeah, trade Dorian for like the lottery or late lottery first. I'm like, are you insane? If Dorian like went to a team like the um I don't even want to say the jazz, but like let's say oh my Dorian God. That, jazz, would, that would bro. be a nightmare scenario. Bro, we would have been so sick because he would have been producing for them too. Like, yeah. like I was under the impression, and I, I would always say this because I was so wrong. And my apologies to Dorian, but I had felt last season in the beginning of the season and the season before that, I just felt like Dorian was like a product of Luca. Like when Luca has his big games, that's usually when Dorian big games come to because um Luca's creating so many open shots for him, and that's how you know he eats. And I was saying that and I stuck to that conviction. But then when Luca went out and they had to just poop this, you know, um season, he was producing. He averaged what, yeah. what was it, like 14 points? He averaged yeah. like 14 points in that stretch. He was producing. So I was like, yes, no, we are not under no circumstances. We're not letting this man go because no, he's not untouchable, like as a player. But come on, man. Role player that can pretty much do you know, everything except for like self-creation, which you don't need him to do because he's a role player. He doesn't need the ball. He doesn't need the ball at all (laughs) under any circumstances, unless it's like him shooting the ball or maybe driving, cutting, all that. But he's defending every position on the damn court at this point, you know, before we used to say, oh yeah, Dorian can guard one through five, but he wasn't really doing it. Now he's doing it. (laughs) Now he's actually guarding one through five. And putting dudes in prison. That's the thing. locking up. And like hitting his prison. shots on offense. Come on, man. Dude, like, dude. On, he man. grabbed, he snatched the rebound off the board, took it coast to coast, and it fucking gave him a bucket last night. Went through three mm-hmm. dudes. And I was like, Dorian, I ain't never seen you act like this, my guy. I ain't mm-hmm. never seen you act like this. He's a um, fantastic role player, one of the best in the league. I don't care what anybody has to say. I would die on that hill. One yeah. of the best in the league. And literally, like every time, like the Mazar National TV, I hear some homework <laughs> for everyone who's listening. The next time, I don't even know if we play on national TV these last 10 games, but if we're on national TV again, look up, especially if he's having like a good game, look up Dorian's name, bro. Like it's just random NBA fans, like. Damn, like Dorian Finky Smith is like actually hooping. Like he's getting a lot of love. Like people are realizing how impactful he is. And literally every fan base wants him. Every fan, every time I look up Dorian's name, it's some fucking random on fucking King's Twitter or something. It's something random talking about some. I want Dorian Finney Smith here. Can we trade for Dorian Finney? I have a Nets mutual. Every time the yeah, matter, I've seen you interact with him. That dude been thirsting over Dorian for years now. He for for years he has been wanting Dorian yeah. Finney Smith for like three seasons now. It's been like three seasons. He's been like, and he's still hurt about it. He's like, damn, I wish we could have gotten like before he signed the extension. He's like, damn, I wish we somehow could have gotten you know Dorian like somehow like people other people see it. and I know you know within your fan base you're seeing more of them and all that and i get it but come on you're not getting better than it's, it's as far as three and d guys too 
it doesn't get much better than Dorian Finney-Smith. Obviously, I don't think he's the best in the league, but it doesn't get much like better than him. He's one of the best. So I mean, we talking we talking about Mikael when I don't. I don't what, yeah, that's who I thought about too. Yeah, and it's like, and I, don't, and I don't really think he counts no more because Mikael got a little dri- just a little dribble package. Like, oh he, yeah, he yeah. was a top ten pick. Like he's good, man. You yeah, know we're saying? talking about like what Mikael Clay. Those are like what the only two guys right now. Yeah. If Jeremy Grant wants to go back to that role, sure. But um, nah, them days, the only them guys day, I'm them, like putting over here. Man, them days is over. Jeremy Grant. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, it's over. His yeah. yeah, he's he, done. He's done. Hey, low key, he been hooping a little bit lately. He been hooping a little bit. I I gotta. Uh, I don't. I wanted him off my. Well, it ain't my team, but they might as well be. He he's. He's he's starting to play like he got some sense. I'm starting to think they about to pay him in the summer and just keep. Oh, brother! I'm starting to see that, bro. Because he's they've been they've been high lately until they took Kate off the court to tank. Like when they tried, they have been playing. They've been looking good, and then he's he's he. It ain't been the midi the midi show. Um. Anyway, man, we get off topic so much. How did this turn into the pistols? <laughs> Um, Amanda, you got anything else? I think I got no, everything. I on my just want to end with the tagline: "Respect Dorian Finney-Smith." Oh, that's what I'm. Hey, fam, I ordered the jersey two weeks ago. They oh, said yeah. six. They said six to eight weeks. I'm hoping and praying I can get it before the playoffs. Because whenever our first home game in the playoffs, I want to wear that jersey. I want to show my boys some love. Because yes, sir, that's my guy, man. And I'm hoping. I'm pretty much Team Jalen as well. I'm praying Jalen show up in the playoffs because I'm I want him to stay and I want to buy that jersey as well. Um, I bought more jerseys in the last two weeks than I have shit in literally seven years. The last jersey I bought before the Dorian jersey was Dirk. I didn't buy a Luke. I bought a Luca jersey a couple of days later, um, but Dorian was the person that broke my my jersey drop that's how invested i am in my guy dorian that's my that's my guy man that's my guy but anyway we're gonna wrap this up uh i think i'm gonna put this out today because no one has anything to do with and people have actually been asking for it so this will be uh uh we usually wait a day and i think i'm just gonna put this up tonight because there's no game to watch so um we thank y'all for listening um shout out uh always feel like i'll be telling y'all our business as far as listenership but y'all keep listening to the stuff the numbers keep going up i'm very thankful uh and we'll get this to y'all apologize for it being a day late um my co-host is out here conquering the world so we had to delay it but (laughs) we get this out to y'all we thank y'all for listening and uh we will holler at y'all next week peace